everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is August 30th. It is 2022. We have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I am joined by my buddy, Eyes819. It's Keith Eister. What's happening, Keith? Not too much, man. Just uh, sitting here watching a little baseball, and Albert Pujols just keeps getting it done. Like, he's going to get to 700 home runs, which if you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, that that would have seemed wild to me. But congrats to him. Uh, great con- great career, obviously. So glad to see him hit that milestone. Hopefully he gets there anyway. My question, and I was just talking, like it's so funny that you brought it up because I was just like talking to my wife about Pujols hitting this home run tonight and being a few away from like tying a run. My question is, if he gets to 700 this year, does he come back next year? <laughs> I read something that said he wasn't coming back, even if he was like short of 700. So I don't know, unless he was just blowing smoke, but I get he's, it. What, he's like 44 he's years old or something 42, like that. I think. Yeah. Pretty sure he's 42. Um, uh, I don't know what, what's, what's still wild to me. And we'll get into the podcast in just a second, but like what's wild to me is like how many home runs would Griffey have hit if he could have stayed healthy? Yeah, like, he definitely would be. I mean, the all-time leader, I think for sure. Um, he was definitely on a pace to to shatter everything, and that was like before he was thirty, and then he just kind of didn't do anything in his thirties. But yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah, sweetest swing in baseball um, for, for sure. all you new age people. You never watched um, Ken Griffey Jr. swing a bat, man. That it was a it was a thing of beauty. It really was, and like like you were saying, like he he had so many um, home runs, like his first like ten years, and and it just he had like a, a stretch there where I think he had two or three fifty home run seasons in a row, and had like a forty nine and a forty eight um, around that too. So. He went on a, a stretch there where he hit like 200 home runs in like four seasons, and it was incredible to watch. Um, interested to see how like Judge's career plays out. You know, we saw Miggy get over 500. That's super cool. Um, I don't think Nelson Cruz is going to get there. I think I, I think he's like 458 or 459 or something. Um, he just really it, it seems like he's gassed out. And then um, I was reading something the other day. That's the only reason I know this, but. Stanton after um Cruz Stanton's like the next one up. Um he's at like 370. So, you know, we'll see where he ends up and you know, we'll see where I mean Trout was on a pace and he just continued. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Like he he was on a pace that that looked all-time levels. Um unfortunately, he's been in and out of the lineup too much the last 3 years or so here where hopefully he can get back on track and get on another run. Be be nice to see him him get going again. Man, I hope Pulhos gets to seven hundred. I don't. Think, I hope he doesn't get to like six ninety eight and say, "Hey, I'm gonna." <laughs> I, I, even like, I'm not. I was not a huge A Rod person. Um, just being a Red Sox fan and all that. Um, but man, I, I even almost wish like A Rod would have gotten four more home runs. Like it's such a, such an incredible number. Um, that you just. I mean, you want to see it. So there's only been three guys in Major League history. Babe Ruth, Henry Aaron, and Barry Bonds. And um, so many people put like an asterisk next to Barry Bonds' name. But at the end of the day, he hit 762 home runs. Um, 
We don't know what Babe Ruth was doing back in the day. We have no idea. <laughs> if anything, like Henry Aaron, like Hank Aaron, man, he's he might be the best of all time. Who knows? All right, we do have twelve baseball games today, and it's a it's an interesting slate. A lot of pitching here. Yeah, pitching. We had pitchers yesterday, and just none of them pitched well. Um, I mean, the Montas game is still going right now, but I mean, he just gave up a home run as we were like bringing in the show. So, um, we'll see how it all kind of plans that plays out from yesterday's slate. But who knows, man? Um, but yeah, a lot of pitching, some good bat spots too. So, a lot to break down. Let's jump in, get started here. Oakland at Washington. Cole Irvin against Eric Fetty in this one. Eight total pick him game. Any interest here in Cole Irvin? No, not at the price. I mean, Irvin's had a good year. Just he's his price is climbing because he's his run prevention has been good, but 17% strikeouts. Not scared of this Washington lineup, but there's there's probably a dozen or so pitchers on on this slate that I want to play. Uh Irvin's not going to make the cut for me. Yeah, I don't think Irvin makes a cut for me. I mean, both these offenses are offenses you like to target with pitching. Um, game in Washington a little bit of a bump for Oakland. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think I play Cole Irvin here. I mean, he looked fantastic in his last start. And, uh, honestly, like, this is a dude with, like, 10-plus starts where he's throwing at least six innings. Um, so, even when he's had those, like, outings where he struggled, he's been able to manage to still pitch – Semi deep into the game, um, so I mean that's definitely something that's interesting about Cole Irvin, and then Eric Fetty on the other side of this game. I know he's coming off of a good game against Seattle. That's an outlier, and I have no interest in him even against Oakland. Yeah, I agree. Um, you mentioned the ballpark upgrade for Oakland. Just Fetty is walking way too many guys with no upside, so it's it's not worth any any dart throws on that cheap price. But even against this bad Oakland team, I'm out. All right, let's talk Oakland bats. I don't typically play Oakland. We have a lot of pitching on this slate that's super solid. And we have some cheap Oakland bats. Um, So I don't mind, like, Langler's 3K at catcher. We know he's a talented prospect. You could play Seth Brown in the outfield now. He's 2,900. You could use Steven Vogt at catcher if you wanted to at 2,500. If Tony Kemp hits the lead off or something along those lines, he's 2,600. So I don't think I'm stacking Oakland, but using maybe like one or two of these cheap bats to just kind of make everything work. I don't hate that against Eric Fetty. He's not a huge strikeout guy. So I have a, I have a good chance of getting, you know, balls in play here at these prices. Yeah. I don't hate that call at all. Um, Langliers and, and Seth Brown are the two that really jump out cheap bats. Um, Against Fetty, like you said, we we like to target Fetty, so definitely don't mind that. Um, there's there's a lot of cheap bats on this slate, so and I, I don't know. I like Langliers and Brown. I like. I don't love Tony Kemp. Um, maybe a like I don't want to play Vote at first, so you can't play both of the catchers. Um, maybe Noisy in there, something like that. Machine has been hitting at the top of the order occasionally. I would prefer to find a. a three-man stack um if i can't do that and and one of them fits in i'm fine but seth brown and langley's the the two that stand out the most for sure 
Tyler O'Neill home run number two. St. Louis, oh, 12 man. runs now. Let's go. <laughs> um, it's always fun when you have, like, one good team going and, like, you get a, a two-double or two-RBI double from Arenado and then you get a home run from O'Neill back-to-back and you're like, hey, I might actually profit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a team like that. Unfortunately, it has Corbin Burns. And, uh, uh, well, Brian mine Vail has Burns has my pitcher, too. So. <laughs> mine has Burns too. It just has the right hitters with Burns, and it has Montas. So we'll see. Yeah, I've got Judge and Torres in that lineup too. I'm, that that's my best one I've got going. But that that low number from Bayo is going to be tough to overcome. Hey, kid's talented. Keep saying it. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. The command He'll get is there always, eventually. The command is always the thing. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Any interest in the Washington bats here? Um, I don't love them. Just not a ton of talent in this lineup. Irvin has been pretty solid this season. Just trying to look at any pricing that stands out. Ruiz is a cheap catcher. I'm, I'm fine with that, with his platoon advantage there. Um, Cruz, man, that price just keeps coming down, but he just hasn't been there for him. Luke Voigt, I don't mind taking a hunting a home run. I know Voigt hasn't been as good against lefties this year as he has been in his career, but he's still a guy that I think has plenty of pop. So Voigt at 3,400, cheap home run one off. Ruiz is a cheap catcher, slight interest. Um, Yeah, I mean, Voigt is so cheap. And I know he hasn't been fantastic against left-handed pitching this season. Lane Thomas is cheap. I mean, there's just cheap bats in this game overall. The pitching is not fantastic. The hitters aren't fantastic. I don't mind looking at some cheap bats in this game, uh, just in general. All right, we got the Cubs and the Blue Jays. Eight total in this one. Blue Jays a 220 favorite. Stroman against Gaussman. Any interest here in Marcus Stroman? Not against this Blue Jays team. It's a nice price for Stroman. Just he's not an elite strikeout pitcher by any means, and really tough matchup here against Toronto. So, not on the slate. Yeah, I mean he he's just not a huge strikeout guy, like you said. Gives up a lot of hard contact. Does a good job of keeping the ball in the ballpark um, in general. So, I mean that's always good. He's only allowed only allowed uh, eleven home runs and in, in seventeen starts this season. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any interest in Stroman against this offense either. I do like Gaussman. I like Gaussman quite a bit. I rolled the dice on Barrios yesterday. Didn't work out. Um, going right back to the well here. I'm still not afraid of this Cubs lineup. I know they've actually been hitting the ball okay over the last week or so. Not concerned. Stroman, fine. But Gaussman is the pitcher to play in this game. Yeah, Gaussman's price is extremely attractive. This is a guy that we've played paid 10k for at times this season he's at 8700 um the the cubs are a strikeout heavy team but the madrigal and horners that are that are in the lineup are just frustrating um still like this matchup for gaussman don't get me wrong there's there's wisdom on the il hurts the overall strikeout upside for him um but suzuki strikes out a bunch franmill strikes out a bunch there's there's still plenty of strikeouts in this cubs lineup and really the the thing is Gaussman is just underpriced for his talent level. Um, he is probably your cash game SP two because there's a, a, a guy or two you want to pay up for. Um, and at this price, I think it's pretty easy uh, to fit in a 10 K pitcher with Gaussman uh, super safe spot for him. Definitely like him at this price. 
Any interest in the Cubs bats here? No, not against Gaussman. I, I don't see any need. Like pitching is strong throughout the slate. We're going to talk about a bunch of guys we like. So you're going to have to target t- tough pitchers. But Gaussman is a super great control guy. Um, I, w- I would much rather target someone who struggles with walks like Giolito or or Snell or somebody like that. Um, like probably going to have to play some bats against talented pitching, but Gaussman is, is not one that I really want to do it against. He's only allowed multiple home runs in one game this year. Um, so not someone that's going to walk a ton of people. Yeah, I mean, he has been giving up runs here recently, but – I don't know. Some of those matchups like Cleveland, Boston, they're going to put the ball in play. The Cubs, they got a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. So, and he really doesn't get blown up. So, like, yeah. when I'm targeting offense, I want I want a tournament winning run total. And I just I don't, even if he gives up three or four runs, I don't see don't see the the eight or nine spot. Stroman gives up a lot of hard contact, but he also generates a good amount of ground balls. The one thing that I've noticed with Toronto a lot this season is a lot of these guys are ground ball hitters and we really need to target them with fly ball pitchers. I think this might be a spot I go underweight on Toronto, but if I was playing Toronto, I'd stack them because I I would just be chasing the big time stack. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't like this matchup for them. Honestly, Um, Stroman definitely better against rowdy righties Um, keeps the ball on the ground. I mean, Javier Assad just just shut them down on Monday night. Like Toronto's been struggling a little bit here recently. They're expensive. I really think pitching is what wins this slate. I'm going to be willing to play some cheaper bats. Um, I'll play some Toronto. The Cubs bullpen is is pretty bad um, since the trade deadline, so that's something to note. But Stroman's not not an ideal target for me, and Toronto is expensive, so I don't see myself getting there very often. Yeah, it's Washington, Chicago. They're way different bullpens um than they were a month ago so yeah all right we got the dodgers and the mets eight and a half total in this one dodgers a 135 favorite heaney against tajon walker um what are your thoughts here on andrew heaney massive strikeouts are my thoughts and that's generally what i love to target but this matchup against the mets is a really difficult one they don't strike out tons of right-handed power um Spleen, Heaney's been a little bit reverse splitsy in his in his career, so maybe that all the righties are a slight boost to him. This eight and nine k range is absolutely loaded for pitching, um, and Heaney has one of the toughest matchups among all of them. So I probably don't get to him very often. He also doesn't go really deep into games, which is a problem. I will say his biggest issue is the home run ball, and being in City Field definitely helps with that. If it were a different slate, I would have a ton of interest in him in a difficult matchup. But like them just saying, there's so many pitch- pitchers on this slate that I want to play. Um, he he probably is in the pool, but he's one of the lower owned ones. Still a, a somewhat small sample size for Heaney because he you know got hurt and missed a lot of time, and he's only started nine games. But he's a 16 percent swinging strike rate this season. And a 35% K rate. Like he he has elite stuff. And I mean the ballpark upgrade for him. I mean, the hitters, it's a downgrade. But I mean, I think he's someone that potentially goes under owned today. And I think for me, I have I have a lot of interest in Heaney, probably more than I should. Um, 
I mean, we're going to talk about Max Freed. We're going to talk about Zach Gollin. We're going to talk about Aaron Nola. There's a lot of good pitchers on this slate. Um, there's two guys that I have circled today as potential low-owned plays in this range, and it was Andrew Heaney and it's Brady Singer, um, two guys that I can't wait to talk about. Because at the end of the day, we're going to see a ton of ownership on George Kirby. He's 8,500. He's pitching against Detroit. And we already talked about Gaussman. So I just I don't see a ton of ownership going to Heaney here. Who's more expensive? All, all than of those, those guys you just yeah exactly yeah. all those guys so, you just mentioned are cheaper than than Heaney so he he will be very low owned. He has the stuff like in ninety pitches to strike out ten plus hitters. So he's I just mean, I he think, stunned that each of the last two times. I mean yeah. it was a, it was against and, Milwaukee who strikes out a ton against lefties. But yeah, that's definitely in his in his repertoire. And the Mets, I mean, they don't strike out against righties, but I mean they're below average against lefties. So. um I don't mind Heaney here. I don't like playing right-handed pitchers against the Mets. I hate it. They're one of the best offenses in baseball. They're very underrated in general, but they're an average to below average offense against left-handed pitching, which is weird because they have plenty of right-handed power. Um, But yeah, I mean, I kind of have interest in Heaney. I don't have interest in Tajon Walker on the other side of this game. No, me either. Um, going to need a big score at, at both pitcher spots today, I think. Um, don't see the upside here against the Dodgers. I don't think I, I love the stack against them either, though, to be fair. I mean, when he does struggle, he gets blown up bad. But it doesn't typically happen. I think it's he's only got blown up like once or twice, maybe three times this whole season. The Dodgers are an offense that can blow up any pitcher. So, I mean, if you want to stack them, sure. But this game's in City Field. I mean that's the biggest drawback to me. Yeah, I don't I don't love the Dodgers either. Um Mets bullpen is really good, really tough ballpark. Um and again, they're all priced up for the most part. Um I want to spend my money on on pitching. Like there's there's one guy I really like that's cheap, but everybody else is this eight nine K, like I mentioned, and Nola at ten six. Like it's a loaded range of pitching to today. I think pitching wins the slate which means I probably don't get a ton of exposure to the expensive stacks. And that includes the Dodgers. All right. Uh, any interest in the Mets bats? Mm, don't love the ballpark. Um, Heaney has that strikeout ability. So the stack is tough. I would prefer to home run hunt against him. Um, I mean, you can always play Pete Alonzo, but do I have the money for him is the question. Canna as a cheap option is, is okay. Um, Darren Ruff is cheap, but there's going to be pinch hit risk there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't love anything. Alonzo is a one-off if I had the money. That's about it. Yeah, they're so expensive. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to um, for the Mets. I mean, Lindor, Marte, Alonzo, um, all over 5K, Nimmo, McNeil over 4,500. I just don't see myself getting to these guys today in this tough matchup. All right, we got Seattle at Detroit. We just kind of talked about this for a second. Um, seven and a half total in this game. Mariners are 175 favorites, which probably puts them close to even money at minus one and a half. I definitely don't mind that at all. Uh, George Kirby going up against Matt Manning. And like I know, okay, so I know Manning's coming off of like two really good starts in a row, and like yeah, I yeah. and I and I, I get it, 
the Giants, I mean, that's an impressive start. Don't get me wrong. Um, and the Angels, I mean, they're a beatable offense. Tampa strikes out a lot. I don't know. Let's talk Kirby first. <laughs> like, George Kirby is a legit prospect with a legit stuff. He's 8,500 and he's facing Detroit. This is a don't overthink it spot. Yeah, I, I mentioned Gaussman as the cash pitcher. I, Kirby is in that conversation too. It, and if you don't don't want to go up to Nola, Gaussman and Kirby, like like those three, I think are going to be the highest on pitchers on this slate. Um, they're all phenomenal. Righties against Detroit is is the absolute nuts. Um, Kirby is a, a very strong pitcher, twenty five percent K rate on the season, uh, and an absolutely elite three percent walk rate. Um, fantastic spot for him. He's underpriced for this matchup. Yeah, he's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate when, like, considering salary. Um, I mean, it's Detroit. It's a don't overthink it spot. He could put up 30-plus fantasy points in this spot. Let's talk Matt Manning. Um, 6,700 game log people are going to be like, oh, man, Matt Manning. What are your thoughts on him today? <laughs> so we we touched on Brian Bayo a little bit early in the, earlier in the show. Like he's just he's a really talented prospect that hasn't quite figured it out matt manning is the exact same thing and it's been over a year now he's dealt with some injuries in between there i kind of feel like matt manning has figured something out since coming back from the injured list that strikeout rate like that was always his problem like he he was walking way too many guys and he wasn't striking anyone out his strikeout rate if you look at it on the season is respectable at 20%, but over these last four starts it's been 25.7%. This is a formerly elite prospect. He's got great stuff. I don't know what is what his issues were with location or whatever why he couldn't translate his elite strikeout numbers from the minors into the majors, but I I'm buying what this guy is doing here recently. I don't love the the matchup against Seattle and there's so much good pitching on this slate. I don't know if this is a spot to play him, but I really want to play some Matt Manning here. Yeah, I mean, okay, the Giants start was phenomenal. I'll give him that. The Giants start looking at the advanced stats. He pitched fantastic in that game. Um, there's, I'm not even gonna like try to like point anything out. But, 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 the Angels game, the White Sox game, and the Rays game, he got lucky. Not necessarily saying that like. He didn't pitch well, but looking at his XFIP and his Sierra and looking at his BABIP in those games, he ran good. Um, and I mean, there's pitchers that run good throughout their whole entire career. So I'm not saying that it can't happen again. Um, he's 6,700. He's cheap. Okay. He's a top. This dude was a top 10 overall baseball prospect coming into last season. Very, very talented. You know, like Keith was talking about, this is a guy that we were. Everybody and anybody was looking at this guy going, all right, we're waiting on it. You know, we're waiting on it. So could he do his thing? I mean, yeah, 6,700. The problem with that is this lineup is really good. And I don't like like veteran pitchers that are really good against this offense because with Hanniger back, that top five is tough. That top five is really, really tough. So I don't know. I probably don't play Manning today because we have a ton of options. If I was running 150, maybe I'd get there because, I mean, there's a couple of spots for hitting and there are a couple of those spots of the couple of the spots. <laughs> They're expensive. So, I mean, 
I'll, I'll say this. I'm probably not stacking Seattle either in this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't think I'm playing Manning. <laughs> I don't think I'm stacking Seattle. Uh, all in good fun. Yeah, I don't have much interest in the in the Seattle bats. I'm undecided on on Manning. Like I've been waiting to play this. I've been watching his his starts. I mean, for ever since he came back from the IL, because last year it was we were just waiting on him, like you said, waiting and waiting for it to happen. It seems like it's finally happening, and I want to be ahead of the field on it. It's just this is a tough slate with so, with how much good pitching that there is. Um, but I don't want to play Seattle against him because I, I do believe in the talent. I think he's figured some things out. Um, so I'll, I'll pass on Seattle today. I think if you are playing Seattle, you stack them because like his biggest issue has been command and it's not necessarily just walks. It's been leaving play- balls over the plate and like giving up a lot of hard contact. Um, I mean, his advanced stats are solid. They really are. Um, so I don't hate it. Um, I'm definitely not playing Detroit, especially like Javi Baez is like the one guy you like to play most of the time. He's dealing with like a back injury. Um, I mean, they need him healthy so they can get rid of him, but <laughs> I don't really have any interest in the Detroit bats. Do you? Nope. Not on Detroit. All right. Colorado at Atlanta, eight and a half total in this game. The Braves, a 390 favorite on multiple books here. <laughs> Jose Arena against Max Freed. Jose Arena, like Ronald Acuna might not be in the lineup, but you still are not playing Jose Arena. And he showed us exactly why last start. He could not get a Texas hitter out. Like it was just, it was in, it was in course. Don't get me wrong, but he's just not a guy that has that like overpowering stuff at this point in his career. And he got absolutely shellacked in his last start. Yeah, no chance I'm playing him here. Guys walking more more people than he's striking out. Um, tough, tough matchup against Atlanta. No chance. Max Freed probably goes out and has a, a really solid outing here. We have a lot of ceiling plays today, and I know he's coming off of a game where he showed us like his ceiling. He's done he's he's done three 30 point fantasy games this year. And outside of his last start, the last one before that was May. Um, this is a decent enough offense where I don't think Freed gets blown up, but I also feel like seven innings, five or six strikeouts, maybe a run or two, and it's just not enough. Like, I don't think 25 is enough. I, I really don't. Yep, I, I completely agree with that. He's 9,900, and I view him as exactly the same. And I mean, his his walk rate is elite. That's what separates him along with his ground ball rate. So Max Freed is an elite pitcher. Um, don't get me wrong, in real life. He is not an elite DFS pitcher. He's priced like an elite DFS pitcher. You have Singer, who we'll talk about, Giolito even at 8,200. Like all these guys in the 8K range have as much or more upside than Max Freed. I'll throw Matt Manning into that conversation. If you look at Manning's last four starts, 25.7% K rate, 5% walk rate. Max Freed on the season, 23% K rate, 4.3% walk rate. Like, that's the same pitcher. Like, you could argue Freed's matchup is better because Colorado stinks, but they don't strike out a ton either, so it's not an elite strikeout matchup, matchup for Freed. I, I don't know that I need to pay 9900 on the slate for Max Freed. I'll, I'll save some money into that 8K range where I think there's more strikeout upside. 
Um, don't I'll go down to Manning, I think, before I'll pay 9900 for Freed. Love, love the pitcher, but just not enough upside here for this price tag. I think you could argue that like Zach Gallen, Aaron Nola in the same price range probably has more ceiling than Freed, and maybe Freed has a higher floor. Maybe he yep. does. Um, but on a 12-game slate, I mean, you're not necessarily playing a pitcher for his floor um, to try to win a tournament. I mean, we have a bunch of good options at the AK range today. Um, so I will say this. I'm probably not playing the Rockies bats here, even though like, I don't want to play Freed. It's more Freed's price than anything else. Do you have any interest here in the Rockies bats? No interest in the Rockies. Um, Freed is a ground ball elite control guy. Um, there, there's no talent on this Colorado team. Um, no, thanks. And they're overpriced being on the road and just like they're, they're way overpriced, especially for this matchup against Reed. One of the reasons why we want to save some money and go down to this 8k range is because we want to stack the Braves. Um, they might be the top stack on this slate. Yep. I, uh... I have a hard time like saying that about another offense on the slate. Yeah, we'll talk about like Houston against Dunning. Um, there's a couple other spots, but I mean Atlanta in Atlanta, Jose Arena struggles. Like, I mean, Acuna should be back in the lineup. It sounded like it was just a Sunday day off. What are your thoughts here on Atlanta? Yeah, they're very clearly in a tier of their own on the slate, I think for me. Um, I'll be interested to see where the ownership shakes out. A 12-game slate, we don't generally see an offense get that highly owned. Like, does Atlanta come in 20% owned collectively? I don't know. If if they get to that level, I'll have to consider fading them. Um, but this is my favorite spot on the slate for sure. Uh, I think there are plenty of ways to get different at, at pitcher. So even if they come in that 12 15% range, I'm, I'm going to be all aboard Atlanta. You might struggle a little bit with like value and like, I love playing Michael Harris because he hits at the bottom of the order and people hate playing him, but he has a ton of upside. Um, so I like playing him. If Darno's in there, Rosario's 2,900. If he, um, is in the lineup, uh, Grossman's like 24. I mean, there are a couple cheap bats, but yeah, Atlanta's the stack today. They really are. Yeah. Grissom at, at 2,800. Certainly. Yep. All right, we got Boston at Minnesota. Nine total in this one. The Twins, a 130 favorite. Crawford against Archer. Any interest here in Crawford? This Minnesota lineup is, is watered down. Um, Crawford is, is super cheap. On a different slate, I would have no problem taking shots. Um, but I'm not going below that 8K range very often. If I do, it's going to be to Manning. So I'm, I'm just not getting that this low on the slate. There's really no power in this lineup right now. Um, I mean, I don't think Crawford's like this dude that is going to go light the world on fire. I want to see the lineup. If it's like six righties, I have a little interest, um, but I'm probably not playing him, to be fair. And then on the other side, I mean, Archer's cheap, but I mean, he is on a very, very hard innings cap. I mean... There's been plenty of times where he's easily could have gone over five innings and hasn't. He's cheap, but I mean, I'm still, I'm not going there on Chris Archer today. No, no chance I'm playing Archer. In fact, Boston is, is one of my favorite offenses on the slate too. Yeah. On the road. Um, I mean, the talent is there. We say this about the white Sox. Maybe it's just a, a Sox thing, 
the talent is there. They are not having the best season offensively, but the talent is there. So I have no issues rolling out a Red Sox stack here. Yeah. I mean, if, if Atlanta gets too chalky and I need to find ways to pivot, um, Boston is going to be one of my primary leans. Um, Devers is an absolutely outstanding option. And then you've got cheap guys to fill in also to help, help you fit him in. Um, I would love to play Devers, Bogart story, even fam, but, like that that stack, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to fit that with my pitching build. Um, so guys like Verdugo, Kike Hernandez, Ref Snyder, depending on who's in the lineup, um, Dalback if he's in there, like all of those guys are cheap. So a couple of them will be in the lineup. Verdugo almost certainly he'd be my favorite of the bunch. Um, pair him with with a Dever Devers and Bogarts type of thing. Um, I, I, I'm not scared of Archer. Minnesota's bullpen isn't really anything I'm afraid of either. So I, I like this spot for Boston. Any interest in Minnesota here? Um, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some value options. Um, Kepler is still really cheap. It's been a struggle for him. Urshela is really cheap. Like, Crawford is okay. I'm not scared of him, though. And I mentioned having to play some some offenses that we don't typically pick pick on pitchers from um, just because of how strong the pitching slate is. So at Minnesota is a team. I, I f- feel like I'll have a, a fair amount of exposure to like Crawford. Isn't necessarily a guy I want to pick on, but the Minnesota pricing um, combined with just the, the nature of the slate, I, I think they're going to be certainly in the pool for me. Uh, Correa is the top option at 4,700, but I'm, I'm looking for ways to save some money also to fit in my pitching and, and Kepler is certainly a guy that helps make that work. Um, Urshela is cheap. Um, and then it just kind of depends on who else is in the lineup. Nick Gordon is still minimum price. He's been batting in the middle of the lineup. Yeah. I mean, chasing, chasing some cheap home runs here, you know, Crawford, a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact, the lefties average hit distance of like two forty. So targeting the lefties with some power, um, it is somewhat interesting. I know Kepler's not having the greatest year, but the guy that stands out to me the most for Minnesota today is Jake Cave. He's 2K. He should hit fifth or sixth, maybe seventh in this lineup today against Crawford. This dude has power. I mean, we're still waiting for it to show up in the majors after years, but, I mean, this is a, a talented prospect that was highly talked about that just hasn't panned out, um, but... He's 2K in this spot against Crawford. And I mean, he has a little bit of wheels too. So could potentially, you know, get a stolen base or something. So just wanted to throw him out there as well. Moving on, Houston at Texas. It always, it's so weird to me every time these two teams play. And I have to say that, but that's what it is. <laughs> it's seven and a half total in this one. The Astros, a 180 favorite. Valdez against Dunning. Any interest here in Franville Valdez? It's this is the the Max Freed conversation all over again. Just take everything we said about Max Freed, um, and that that all applies to Framber Valdez. Absolutely an elite real life pitcher, um, but he is he's priced at an elite level on a slate that I have a ton of options I want to play in the eight nine k range. Probably don't get too much Valdez today. Yeah, I mean he's had some ceiling. I mean he just recently dominated this team um, at home. In Texas. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, 
<laughs> I threw myself off there. But, yeah, I mean, he's thrown at least seven innings now in four of his last five starts. He goes deep into games. I think it's a little bit of a different conversation than Max Freed. I, I he, like they're, that, they're, that length that he has does definitely give him slightly more upside than than Freed. I I do agree with that. And it, I feel like he's more more he generates more ground balls than Freed does. Like Freed's a, a they're both really good real life pitchers. Like you know they're two guys that you could build a rotation around if you want to try to make a playoff run. You know because they are so good. I don't think I play him today, but I also don't think I'd talk you off of playing him today. Um, where like I had a little bit of a stronger take on Freed. I think Valdez is okay. Um, I, I definitely like on like prize picks if he comes in at like 17 and a half outs. Um, just keep hammering that. Like they're gonna let his his he's they're gonna let him go in this game. So yeah, definitely don't mind Valdez here. Um, yeah, just I mean, just a quick point like Freed has very strong ground balls Valdez has like historically great ground balls he's like Dallas Keuchel when Dallas Keuchel could strike people out and generate ground balls that's right. what that's who Valdez reminds me of that those lefties man they got those pitches they just get those ground balls uh Dane Dunning on the other side of this game against a low strikeout Houston team is an easy fade for me I'm with you not playing Dane Dunning Houston, another team. I mean, Jordan Alvarez banged up right now. Um, we'll see if he's back in the lineup or not. It was like a hand injury or something. So, I, I mean, for me on the Houston side, they're they're a stack. They're not one of the most expensive stacks, which is nice. But I mean, they're in a they're in one of the better spots on this slate. Yeah, Houston is another team that I'm that I'm really high on. Uh, Kyle Tucker at forty five hundred is is a fantastic price for him especially if Alvarez is out of the lineup, that likely means he gets bumped up to that third spot. Um, Altuve and Bregman, certainly great options. Mancini at 3,800, like the price on him. Um, we'll see where Gurriel hits. Not a guy that I like to play, but if they if they shove him in that two hole, he's 2,800. Um, if I'm playing a ton of Houston, I'll probably have some Gurriel. Uh, and then we'll see who's in the outfield. Myers has been getting some run. Um, or Dubon, but there should be a, a lower price, like near minimum priced outfielder in there as well to help make everything work. All right. Texas, anything on Texas? No, I'm not. I'm not playing anybody against Valdez. We talked about those ground balls. The control gets away from That's the one thing free does have on Valdez is better control. Um, but even that, like it's, it's usually, usually he'll walk a guy and then throw a ground ball and it's a double play. So not a good guy to stack against. Yep. Really tough to play hitters against him. Kansas city at Chicago taking on the white Sox singer against Giolito in this one, eight total white Sox, a one forty favorite. This is my favorite upset game of the night on the betting side of things. Uh, I don't love the Kansas city offense, but I think Brady singer is actually legit. I think he's a really solid pitcher. I already kind of mentioned it earlier. I have him as like my sneaky go-to Uber contrarian play today. Tell me I'm crazy, Keith. I am not telling you you're crazy. I I'm with you. I believe in this talent. Brady singer was a, a very high draft pick, a guy that has struggled with lefties every time we've seen him. He's kind of made that go away this season. Um, 
I don't know exactly what he changed with his pitch mix, but he has done a much better job of limiting lefties. And if you look at look at his season overall, he has been a, a fantastic pitcher this season. Um, strikeouts are over 25%, and the walks are down at 6%. Like, those are borderline ace skills. Like, not maybe not quite ace level. Like, you'd like to see it in the upper 20s on the strikeout rate, but 6% walks is, is outstanding. And then he's facing this White Sox team that we have all been just saying all season long, like they're good, but like, look at their numbers this year. This is not a good offense. Um, I, I love the spot for Singer. The price is coming up, but his, his overall numbers justify it. There, there are plenty of strikeouts in there, well above average. He goes very deep into games and he's got a great matchup today. I love it. Yeah. I, I just, could the White Sox beat him? Yeah. The talent's there. We've been saying it all year. They just haven't had it. I mean, you know, this is a spot where I could see Singer come in at 5% owned on this big of slate with so many pitching. So, yeah, with Gaussman and Kirby right there underneath yeah. him, I think that's, yeah, he's he will definitely be the lo- lowest owned of that trio. Schwarber with a home run. My FanDuel team might be making a run. I, I got I to gotta check that out now. There you go. Don't have to worry about those Tyler O'Neill double dongs over there on FanDuel. So. <laughs> um, I, all joking aside, I really like Singer in this spot, and I really like Kansas City. Like, if you're a you're a scores and odds subscriber, you might see uh old Stevie over there typing up a Kansas City money line today. Um, I could see Singer shutting this team down, and the bats maybe just getting a, a run or two off of Giolito. Giolito has not been pitching great. He hasn't been pitching terrible, but he has not been pitching great recently. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Lucas Giolito? Yeah, I wrote up Giolito before his last start against Baltimore. Um, I wrote up his K-prop, and he didn't get there. Um, he only struck out three, but Baltimore has been a much better offense. But I did a deep dive on him for my article. Giolito has been extremely unlucky this season. Um his XFIP and his Sierra are almost two full runs lower than his 514 ERA. Like on the surface, it looks like Giolito is, is terrible, but the strikeouts are still solid at 25%. The walks are are higher than you'd like to see. Um, but this Kansas city team doesn't walk a ton. The price tag on Giolito at 8,200, I'm going to play some Giolito. I, I know it's been a rough go for him. I was on him in his last start. He did not pay it, pay it off. I'm going to go right back to the well, even on this loaded pitching slate. I still think Giolito has the upside in there. We've seen him above 30% Ks before in his career. There's plenty of upside in this guy. Um, I'll take some shots. Listen, I like it. I I like it. I still like the Kansas City Royals to win this game. Yep. I, Singer is, is fantastic. I'm, I don't – I like that bet, too, that, that you're talking about. Like, like Singer is certainly more consistent. I, I just – I feel like they could both come out here and, and throw really good games. Well, I mean, also, like, you got to think about this as the White Sox, too. Luis Roberts banged up right now. Jimenez is banged up right now. Moncada got put on the IL. Again, 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 again. It's just the story of their season. Healthy, yeah. Yeah. Like, just haven't been able to stay healthy. Uh, Any interest in the Kansas City bats here? With Giolito's fly ball and home run issues that he's had in his career, I don't certainly wouldn't talk you off of trying to find a home run here. Um, Bobby Witt's been incredible. Sal Perez is a catcher with a ton of pop. MJ Melendez, same thing. And then everybody else is free. So if you wanted to stack Kansas city, I wouldn't talk you off of it. Giolito can get himself into trouble with the walks. Um, 
I, I like the the big three bats for Kansas City that I just mentioned there, Whit Perez, Melendez, and then you you find the cheap fillers to round out the stack, and and I'm okay with that. I'll probably have more Giolito than I will full stacks, but I that little three man I I really like, or even playing two of the the expensive guys like do Whit Perez, and then save money with with somebody cheap like Nick Prado or something like that. I can get on board with a a three man stack for Kansas City for sure. I'm 10th in the single entry series tournament on FanDuel for a rotor grind. Nice. Go Stevie. Little with little Jose Barrios go, go, team. Go. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I need a lot more from Philadelphia. Um, oh, and I had, uh, oh, I forget who I had in the lineup. I had Castellanos in the lineup and I had to go do something for my wife and totally didn't even realize that Castellanos wasn't in the lineup until like maybe 15 minutes before the, like the game started and um, swapped to Jock Peterson. So if Jock jams can give me a 1% on home run, that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, that would be incredible. So if anybody sees my lineup up there and wonders why Jock Peterson is in my lineup, that is why <laughs> it was, it was supposed to be Castellanos. It was a, so I did a four, four Milwaukee Philly stack with um, Barrios today. And I really liked the build. Um, and I had enough confidence in Barrios, even though he didn't get the job done. But yeah, I like that team. Any interest in the White Sox bats here? No, I don't think so. Um, like we were playing, like is Romy Gonzalez still free? He's been leading off at minimum price for a week now. I just I don't want to play play them against Singer really. Um, all the injuries they're dealing with, like the pricing is is. <laughs> is really cheap. Maybe a three man I could talk myself into because of this pricing, like sheets at 2,600 is ridiculous. Romy Gonzalez probably leads off at, at minimum price. Um, I don't love their chances against singer, but their pricing here. I think maybe uh, you could have some exposure for that reason. All right. Pittsburgh at Milwaukee. Still not a total out for this game, which makes sense with like a bullpen situation incoming from Milwaukee. Keller is supposed to start and pitch for Pittsburgh. Alexander, Jason Alexander is supposed to open for Milwaukee. And then they've used like they've been using Hauser like 70 to 80 pitches. I wouldn't be shocked if Hauser ends up just starting this game either. Um, but who knows? Uh, any interest here in Pittsburgh in um, Keller? No, I mean, different slate maybe, but the strikeouts, another really strong prospect coming up, like uh, like top of baseball type pitching prospect that just has not figured out how to strike out major league hitters when he was outstanding at striking out minor league hitters. So 6,200 strikeout rate below 20% on the season. Can't do it on the slate. Um, yeah, I don't have any interest in Keller. Milwaukee is going to be one of my favorite stacks again on this slate. Um, and then as far as like the opener situation, nope, 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 nope. We have way too much pitching today. Yeah, even against Pittsburgh, no thanks. Any interest in the Pittsburgh bats here? Mm, O'Neill Cruz has hit a home run yesterday. It seems to be heating up a little bit. I don't mind that at, at 4,000. Um. And there's just there's not much else here. Um, Sawinski got got recalled. Uh, he's three thousand. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find a three man stack here. I don't I don't love it. Um, O'Neill Cruz 
maybe Reynolds, but I, I don't want to pay for Reynolds really on the slate. I'm, I'm allocating funds towards towards pitching more than I am hitting. Um, but Reynolds is fine if you want to play him. Cruz is good. And then I'd be looking for salary savings after that. Sawinski at 3K. And he has a little bit of power too. He just strikes out a ton, um, which is fine with me. I don't mind a one for four home run and three strikeout game. It's fine with me. Sign me up. Um, go just go ahead and lock that in. I'll take it. Um, Bumgarner did not make it out of the fourth. Let's go. <laughs> I tried to warn Will, man. I, I tried to warn him. Uh, Bumgarner is he is terrible right now. Uh, but yeah, O'Neill Cruz definitely don't mind him. And then like Swinzinski, um, I don't mind him. And then on Milwaukee. Tellus got taken out of the game on Monday. Um, it was something with his knee. Highly doubt he plays in this game. Um, I'd probably be Hera playing first base today for Milwaukee. I think he's up with the big league club. Uh, I know he's DH a little bit recently, so I'm sure he'll play first base. Um, we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, I like the Brew Crew a lot here. Played them a lot yesterday. Going to go back to the well and, Honestly, they're not like the most expensive stack in the world. Adamus is really the only guy. And I do think you need him in your stack if you're stacking this team. Uh, but they're one of the like medium range stacks that are definitely playable today. Yeah, Tellas would be one of my favorite options on the slate if he's in there. Um he's only 3,900, big big time power. Definitely like Adamus. Yelich's price has made it to where he's playable again. Like when he was up at 5K, he didn't, he hasn't shown enough power this season to play him at that price. But 4,100 in a stack, I think he's totally fine. Uh, Renfro, big time power at 4K, certainly okay with that. Um, and then Colton Long at 3,100. I like that. Narvaez is a cheap catcher at, at 3K. Um, here is 2,700. So yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. I'd I like this most Milwaukee stack. Um, Pittsburgh, we did that one. We got New York at LA taking on the Angels tie-on against Mike Mayers. There wasn't... Okay, so there's a line out now. It's eight and a half, and the Yankees are minus 190. Uh, any interest here in Jamison tie-on? I don't. I know the Angels strike out a ton, but I'm, I'm, I don't think that gives him enough upside to compete with those guys above him in the 8k range i'll i'll find the salary to get up to i like i'd r- much rather play giolito for 500 more singer for 1200 more um and that's not even counting the the super chalky guys like gaussman and, and kirby who are phenomenal as well i i'd rather eat the chalk there i think matchup gives them a little more upside but still not enough to get it done on the slate i don't think it's so funny Dude, it's so funny. I just got a home run alert about Mike Ford hitting a home run against Montas, and I was just about to bring him up when we got to the <laughs> Angels hitters. It's so funny when that happens. I don't have a ton of interest in Tyon today. I like a lot of pitchers on the slate. I'm going to chase some ceiling. Like you said, the Angels, they're just a different team with Trout in the lineup. Oh. And, oh, one hitter doesn't make it. One hitter makes a difference when it's Mike Trout. One hitter makes a difference when it's Juan Soto. You know, like those types of hitters make a huge difference because now, like if Fletcher gets on, because he's not a huge strikeout guy, I just want to just go over the scenario really quick for people, like how Mike Trout makes a difference. Fletcher gets on base now because that's what he does. He doesn't he doesn't strike out. He puts the ball in play. He gets on base. 
Now you have to pitch to Trout because you can't pitch around Trout to get to Otani. When Otani is hitting second and Renifo is hitting third, you can kind of pitch around Otani and not give him anything. You can't do that now with Trout in the lineup. So it's just a whole different mental philosophy going in and strategizing a game against the Angels when Trout is in the lineup. Um, so I, I, I pitched for a very long time, and you know when a, a strong hitter is out of the lineup because you can just attack an offense or, yeah, a, a lineup way differently. So Mike Mayers on the other side of this game, I mean, no. I, I know he had a good time, good game last time out. That's what the Rays do to people when they're in Tampa. You can strike some people out, but 5.4 XFIP, really struggling with power and fly balls to righties and lefties. Um, that's not what you want to do against the Yankees. Yeah, I'm no chance I'm playing mayors here against the Yankees. Sock Yankees bats. What do you like here for the Yankees today? Pricey again. Um, this is the reason that you consider playing some Matt Manning, though, I think. Um, I want some judge for sure. What this guy is doing is, is incredible. Um, Stanton and Rizzo are, are also really expensive, so it's tough to to get the bats that we want in this New York lineup. Um, but Judge would be the priority. Probably means I need to skip at least one of Stanton and Rizzo. Um, ben Intendi has been hitting the ball here really well recently. I like his price tag at 4200 um, Torres at 3800 Don't mind that price and then cabrera is kind of the pun option but even he's not near minimum price anymore he's he's 3k um yeah i'm i'm gonna find a way to at least play a three-man that includes judge and probably ben intendi too another another one of my favorites i have him on a couple lineups on DraftKings because i had castellanos and had to switch and he was the only one that i could afford so there you go (laughs) hope he hits a home run today too (laughs) um yeah, I don't I mean the Yankees are definitely a stack I'm looking at today. They're expensive. Um they have a few cheap pieces like you mentioned, so I mean we'll have to see what the lineup looks like and you can kind of adjust from what what you see with the lineup. As far as the Angels go, I don't mind a little three man here. Like Trout and Otani are just so good that like pairing them with a third person just makes sense. Mike Ford is 2k. It's, it's so funny. I, I can't believe that actually happened. That's hilarious, but <laughs> I mean, this dude, when he was with, like, didn't he? He got drafted by the Yankees a while ago, 2013, 2012 ish. Always was like a raw power, like, prospect. And it just never panned out. Like, he, in 2018 or 2019, he had a really good triple A season. They called him up to the Yankees. He hit some home runs. And then he just never did anything again. Um, then with Tampa, I think he's with Seattle, and now he's with the Angels. He might have even been with another team in the process of that. But listen, the Angels are so thin right now that he's going to get some starts against right-handed pitching. And if he is right here in this like five or six hole behind Trout and Otani, I don't mind him as a three-man of the stack because, I mean, he's 2K. Trout and Otani are super expensive, so he kind of offsets them a little bit. Not enough, but a little bit. Yeah, I, I like that call a lot. I um, think that makes a ton of sense. I mean, as far as a guy with looking just looking for a cheap home run to pair and give you a little correlation, makes a ton of sense to me. Um, definitely want to play some Trout and Otani. Otani is one of my favorite hitters on the slate in this matchup. Him and Judge both, like, I'm going to find a way to get them in. 
and doing it with punts like Mike Mike Ford who can hit me a home run. That that's a fantastic way to get it done. So love that call. As It'd be far even as better, like a, Keith, if they hit him fourth instead of Ringnifo. That guy that out of the fourth. Amazing. Spot. <laughs> <laughs> get out yeah. of here. Yeah, like the, I don't think I want to full stack the Angels. Like Tyon is is decent. Yeah. He has great control. Like, but looking for some home runs here with these elite power bats, um, like Trout and Otani, and then pairing it with a little correlation. I I love that idea. Philadelphia at Arizona. Nolan Nola and Gallen seven total in this one. The Phillies a one forty favorite low total in this game, which is probably about right. Arizona against Arizona, 10-6, coming off of a just absolute gem against Cincinnati. Pitched fantastic. I watched a lot of that start, played him a lot that day. What are your thoughts here on Nola, 10-6 against Arizona? Yeah, I mean, the, he's the as far as skills go, he's the best pitcher on the slate. Um, absolutely elite, elite walk rate, goes super deep into games. Um 28.5% strikeout rate, a little bit below where you like you're, that 30 mark is what we're shooting for when we're paying 10K, but he's he's close enough. Arizona is not an offense that that I'm terribly afraid of. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if I have the money, he's the, he's the top option on the slate. There are so many guys that are a little bit underpriced where Nola is priced appropriately that may it's not a situation where I, I go all in on him today. Um, just because of how strong the pitching slate is. But whenever I have the money, uh, he's certainly in in the conversation for best pitcher on the slate. Yeah, I I mean, at the end of the day, he is the most talented pitcher on the slate. Um, It's just whether or not – it just really depends on how it works out um, or not. Um, Weird. A lightning delay is what it says in – San Francisco. Um, yeah, I just, for me on Nola, uh, Kirby's just so much cheaper. Uh, you know, that's where I run into like the issue of him. Um, I'm pulling, I'm, I'm delaying because I'm trying to pull up uh, FanDuel and see if their salaries are up or not yet. Um, so Nola's 11,000. And Kirby's 9,200 on FanDuel. I mean, the savings on both sites is just there for the matchup that Kirby has. Um, Arizona definitely doesn't scare me. They don't have a ton of power, but they also have a lot of guys that make contact and they they work counts. So I don't know. I, I probably have a little exposure to him today, maybe one of my three teams, but I'm not an all-in Aaron Nola guy today. Zach Gollin on the other side of this game he's somewhat interesting here today. Like we just talked about like Madison Bumgarner didn't make it out of the fourth. So this Arizona bullpen is going to be gassed um, on Monday after a long weekend of series. Like I, man, if gallon could get them like seven innings here, they're probably going to let him go. Maybe an extra five, 10 pitches here. You know, maybe we see him at like one Oh five instead of 95. If he's pitching really well, it's a good lineup. Harper being back in the lineup obviously helps the lineup a ton. The bottom half of this lineup is still very beatable. What's your thoughts here on Zach Collins? Yeah, I'm I'm interested. Um, and it's because I think he's going to be extremely low owned. Um, him and Heaney both in this range. I think, I mean, people are going to go up to Nola or down to the 8,500 guys in Kirby and Gaussman. 
Uh, like this, this is the the range that I think gets lost on the slate. So I'm interested. Gallon, a very talented pitcher, goes deep into games like you were mentioning. Maybe the short start get gets him over that hundred mark. He's been over it several times this season, so wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, solid strikeouts, some risk against Philly, but Philly to Arizona is probably a bit of a. a downgrade for hitters i think like arizona is still a decent hitters park but philly is an elite hitters park so i think it's a bit of a downgrade um i don't know we'll see how much i live in the 8k range and how much i have the funds to get up to nine the 9500 and above range that kind of will dictate how much of gallon i get but i'm I'm interested like the the matchup is is not terribly scary there are strikeouts in this philly lineup Yes, they have they have power, but but Gallon is is a very good pitcher, so I want to play some. My question for you is: Do you have any interest in any hitter in this game? No, I do not. Um, I think even if I was like playing 150 lineups, I don't get to the bats in this game. Yeah, the guy I can't wait to play is Corbin Carroll. He's like the number three overall prospect in baseball. Just got called up yesterday. Two K. Haven't right? seen. Yep, he's minimum price. Just, I mean, Aaron Ola is one of the best pitchers in baseball. I don't know that this is the day to do that, um, but we'll be playing him later this week for sure. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't play him really yesterday with the lefty. Because it was lefty-lefty, yeah. Yeah, so waiting, patiently waiting. Um, I'm with you. We talked about it on Grinders Live today. All right, we finish out this slate with San Diego at San Francisco. Blake Snell, Logan Webb, seven and a half total. Padres of 130 favorites. Any interest here in Blake Snell? Yeah, I mean, he's another one of these guys, like, I'm hunting strikeouts for the most part because that's how you hit a ceiling, the easiest way to hit a ceiling in a tournament, and Blake Snell's strikeout rate is over 30%. He comes with plenty of risk because he walks 10% of guys also, but the San Francisco lineup has more strikeouts than people think. Um, they were a fantastic offense that didn't strike out a ton last year, but they've, they've fallen off this year. Um, I think Snell had a really good start against them earlier this year, too, if I recall. Is that when he struck out? Yeah, he struck out 11 back in on July 8th against them. He did face them in August and only had eight strikeouts, but the upside is there. He's shown it against this very team. Um, it, he's always high risk, but like I don't care what your floor is in a, in a tournament. I'm looking for first place, and Blake Snell and his 31% strikeout rate can help me get there. Yeah, I mean... There's so many great pitchers in this range. I, I, for me on Snell, it's really just going to come down to what does this lineup look like? You know, this team, it's so hard to talk about the Giants the night before because they are the, they are like the one of the offenses in baseball where they will platoon and pinch hit like crazy to get matchups. They play matchups a lot. It's almost like there's a statistic guy in there, like, Hey, we need to be doing this against this guy. And what a oh, concept, right? <laughs> man, shocking. So, I mean, Snell is definitely in play. We have a lot of options in this range today. I want to see his ownership and I want to see what the lineup looks like for me before I like, I, and like, I don't think he's a bad pitcher by any means. Um, just want to see what he's going to be kind of facing here, ownership and lineup wise. Uh, Logan Webb, under 20% Ks on the season, decent real life pitcher. Generates a ton of ground balls. I don't think this is a spot you want to play Logan Webb today. Yeah, not against this San Diego offense. 9,100. <laughs> yep. Oh. No thanks. 
he just got lit up by Detroit and he's 9100 against San Diego. Hey, yay. Yeah, yeah. Um what do you like here for the Padres bats? So they're expensive too and Webb like you meant that ground ball profile, decent control, that's not something I love to attack. Um Yeah, I like I'm not seeing any value that jumps out like I, I talked about how much I love Judge and Judge and Otani on this slate, so I probably don't have room for Soto or Machado. Kim forty five hundred is that's not intriguing anymore. We were playing him when he was cheap. Um, Grisham thirty four hundred. Like there's, I just I don't love the pricing here on San Diego. I think Webb's a talented pitcher. Um, even though he doesn't strike out a ton of guys, he still gets the ground balls and and doesn't walk many people. So won't have a ton of San Diego. Yeah, and I honestly I don't have a ton of interest in San Diego. I mean, if you wanted to full stack them, I wouldn't talk you off of it. Um, they're just really expensive, and I think there's better expensive stacks and better ballparks and situations in general. Um any interest in the, the Giants here? No, I don't I like even when on a slate that I'm playing Snell, like I I will play stacks against him too because of that walk rate. But the Giants are just so difficult with their platoons. Um, maybe you try to find a cheap home run before somebody gets p- pinch hit for, or just hope that they they hang on for four at bats in the game. Austin Slater, like Slater, he, he'll probably lead off, and he'll like sixty percent chance he gets hit, pinch hit for probably. So he's going to have two two at bats against Snell to try to hit a home run. I don't know if it's worth thirty two hundred to chase that. I don't think it, it probably is. Um, Joey Bart, cheap catcher, who there's a guy that probably stays in the lineup. So Joey Bart one off I can get on board with. Not a ton of interest in San Francisco outside of that. Yeah, I think like, yeah, San Francisco's cheap, but it goes back to that very first game we talked about, Oakland, Washington. You get two mediocre at best pitchers against two offenses that aren't great, but they're very cheap. And I think I lean more towards that. Like I, I think I lean more towards Oakland, which is so <laughs> weird to say. Um, but I think Oakland can score some runs today, so you know that's kind of where I'm at. Let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here, go watch some baseball, and go to sleep. <laughs> Under AK to get six or more strikeouts. Uh, we have some options today, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go Matt Manning. Um, I, I'm buying what I'm seeing out of him the last four starts. A massive increase in the K rate. I don't love the matchup against Seattle, but I, I still think he can get to six. Yeah, um, I honestly probably don't play anybody under 8K today. I was being sarcastic. Because um, the, the 8K range is so loaded. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like, Manning is the only guy I want to go down here for. I mean, if I had to pick somebody, I guess it'd be cutter crawford to get six strikeouts yeah that's not saying much though just so you people know <laughs> over 8k to score under 15 this question is harder today than it usually is um who do you have to bust today yeah this is really hard like there there are a ton of guys that i really love um expensive today the the one guy i don't love and i know i'm not playing uh that's logan webb at 9100 against san diego all right you took my guy <laughs> um, gosh, I think all these guys get there. Give me Lucas Giolito against Kansas City. 
because I'm going to be rooting for Kansas City anyway. So there you go. There you go. Over 4K to hit a home run today. Who do you got going yard? Give me Shohei against Tyon. I like it. Um, Matt Olson against Jose Arena. I like that. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. Um, I'm going to go Verdugo, 3,700 against Archer. I like Boston a lot today. I like that. Um, I'm going to go... He might not play. So what happens when you get your research done early. I was going to say Tellus, but I don't think he's going <laughs> to play. Um, so I'm scrambling. Give me a second here. Give me Colton Wong against Keller. Wong is just too cheap for a position that's not fully loaded today. So there you go. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. I think the the very obvious one is Atlanta. I, I'm a little bit concerned, even on a 12-game slate, that they get a little too popular. So I'll, I'll go Boston as, as my secondary one outside of the Atlanta chalk. Did not see that one coming. Um, I'm going to go with the Brew Crew. I like the Brewers today against Keller. Tellus being out hurts a little bit. But I don't think it hurts it enough not to have interest in the Brewers on this slate with very, very limited. I mean, there's like four or five stacks that I like, and then it just drops off a ton today. So, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't know how we whittle down these pitchers, man. There's there's a good 10 to 12 of them that I am highly interested in, in getting over the field on. It's going to be impossible to do that today. So. Projected to ownership is going to be very, 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 very <laughs> important today. I'm mean, sure. So, and I think it's all site dependent. What's crazy is like on FanDuel, even uh, like even once you get like under 8K, there's not really an option. So, like, we're going to see even on FanDuel today, like a lot of people, ownership is going to be really spread out because I mean, even Manning is 8,800, Kirby's 92. I don't think you'd go under Kirby on FanDuel today. Um, you know, Heaney's 97, Singer's 10, Gaussman's 10-2, Freed is 10-5, Gallon is 10-8. Uh, then you got Nola. Maybe I'm missing somebody and I'm I'm overlooking somebody, but right now what I'm looking at is you're probably not going under, under Manning, but I probably don't go with Kirby and Manning so close in price. It's probably Kirby 10 out of 10 times for me there, so... All right, we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday, talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. See you then.